the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Good morning, my intrepid listeners. Yes. Hey, yeah, I understand uh, my buddy Ace told me that every time I do a live podcast and some other listeners that subscribe to the show, that the their phones light up when I do a live show, but they're not ready for it. Yeah, well, it happens sometimes. I am going to put an I am here. Shift. I am. Am live. I'm going to try to chat on this thing. I know I never have it open. I got to invite friends on Facebook. Do I need to do that? Wait. I guess I should have done that. Hi, welcome to uh, the Keys Bartender Show. I'm Jim Haran, coming from Key Largo. It's Wednesday, the 23rd, June the 23rd. My girls have been away almost a week, six days. I haven't, I mean, I haven't killed any plants. My pet's still alive. I'm doing pretty good, I think. I've been eating well, I've been sleeping well. Um... it was. It's funny being down here in paradise, you know. And then it was paradise all over the place. You got paradise in Thailand. You got it in Hawaii. You got it in Guam. Where, wherever you are, Papua, New Guinea. Uh, I enjoy it here. I enjoy my place here. I enjoy my job and my friends and the people here. I do notice there's a big change if you go to the supermarket. There's a lot more on the weekends. You'd see a lot of visitors from Miami. It's a different type of people that come in from Miami. You could tell because they they're, they're, they behave as if they're familiar with South Florida and all that stuff, and they're just shopping for the weekend. And then you got people that are coming in here that are from different places in the United States and different places in the world, and they're shopping because they, they've never been before, and they're unacquainted with Publix and the type of foods they have here and stuff like that and looking around. Like it's their first time in their type of supermarket. I understand that because when I go to another country, if I was in Asia, uh, especially the most frequent times I go to Poland, their supermarkets are situated different and products are different, uh, the selections and things like that. It's just you could tell when someone who isn't acquainted with the wares and the selection show up at your place. So I think there's a lot more 
Airbnb and VRBO, those vacation rentals. And think of it, it's like a sea change when it comes to something like that. When I say a sea change, it's so drastic. Years ago, well, when I first came down here, before I think Airbnb may have existed between two th- before 2007, but I, I never heard of it then. When you had a, a property you wanted to list, what you would do is either do it through the condo association if you had it. If it's a private home, you would do it through a real estate agency or vacation property rental places. And I have some friends here who have that manage vacation properties. And it's pretty lucrative. And having a management company do it for your vacation proper, property is more efficient, if not maybe less profitable. But they have their own people that clean up afterwards and things like that. It's a great deal for people that try to do rentals. They otherwise have to hire a cleaning service and have someone clean up after a property unless you do it yourself, which is probably the most efficient way unless you like to go on vacations yourself. But what I meant to say, like 20 years ago, the average person couldn't just say, hey, I'm not going to be there for three months. It's a pain in the ass. I'm not going to get someone to do it. But now they can do it. And, you know, probably arrange for someone, even using a third-party app, to clean your place afterwards. There's probably a service that comes in. For all I know, Airbnb has suggestions for cleaning services in the area that they have or people that would uh, manage your properties. Who knows? But there is definitely a change in the kind of people. In. But it's so crowded down here. The re- uh, the hotels are crowded. The restaurants are still crowded. And now the supermarkets are crowded. And that just means there's a lot of traffic on the road. Just all around. We are, we are well, we are at capacity, generally in, in, at capacity for our roadways. And that's, you know, sometimes I don't really like that. Because you, you don't see that. I imagine it can't be that much more in Hawaii because they only have a certain amount of cars on an island. And the only way for them to get more on the island is for them to be either brought in on a freighter or if you're really you know, high-end, have it flown in or brought in on a boat. What are, I mean, on your private boat. But... In the Keys, because we're connected to the mainland, when we have an influx of people, if there's thousands of people coming in by car, you have we have uh, airports down in Key West where they're getting more landings and stuff like that, and that's where you have more people come in that way. But most of the people that come in, I have to say, come in by vehicle, especially the upper Keys and, and the lower Keys predominantly, people that travel down there by car. And we do have greatly, so we can have a double the amount of vehicles one week, double the amount of vehicles that you would have there normally that are licensed to Monroe County, or maybe triple, depending on if it's like lobster mini season, which that'll happen, I think that happens in July. And I'm not bitching about it because it's, I'm in the business of making money from uh 
tourism. Working in a bar and restaurant. That puts us over the top. We've been having a great summer so far. I mean, even though yesterday was the first day or the day before, two days ago was. But it looks like it's going to be a wonderful summer here. And it's great. That means I'll be able to go, go on vacation. And maybe it'll continue through August and September. Hmm. That'd be wonderful. We love it. Uh, and, and also my, sign, my signing business. I've been having uh, people that come in vacation and they have to do real estate signings. I like that too. That adds a lot. You know, just from, from my signings, I'm able to um, pay most of my uh, automotive needs and, and vacation needs just from that tiny side business that I do. It's one of these things you just got to make, you know, just you got to work, you know, you got to network to get work. You heard it here first, right? No, you haven't. That's an old one. Another thing we have down here, we have a lot of transients in a good way. When the transient sounds like a negative word, doesn't it? No, but people come through here because they're working you know, the nice thing about being a restaurant business, being experienced, you can pretty much go any place. If you're skilled at what you're doing, if you're a great chef or uh, a bartender or server, right now you can come down here. The tough part is being able to enough, make enough money to pay for your living expenses. Now, if you have basic needs, you need a bed, bath, place to hang your hat then you might you might have a better way of it but if you need you need privacy and have your own place you don't like to share something that's a little tougher it's a little tougher but if you like working i mean you there's no way you can't afford down here if you're not a spendthrift it's expensive it is expensive the rent's expensive and you know it's a funny thing, you never know what's going to be expensive. Like food going out is expensive, uh, rent's expensive. Vacation, obviously, we talked about it in different shows how the, um, the rents go. You know, it's supply and demand. I don't blame the hotel motels and the innkeepers down here of raising their prices, but I think a lot of times the, what would you call it, the group, group mentality think, the group think when someone's raising their rates it would be almost ridiculous for you to maintain the same rates you have in the same, you know, the same time two years ago. If a business owner down the street is already up a hundred percent, the rates are his room rates may be up a hundred percent. Will you keep yours the same? You, you you could be laughed at. They say, "Listen, you have an opportunity to make some money. You know, you need extra money to fulfill your financial needs, to pay your taxes, to pay your help, and." to ensure you have enough money during the lean season, if there is a lean season coming there. So, but in the long run, people may just look at the keys and they just get, keys may get a reputation. It's just super fucking expensive. Super fucking expensive. And if that happens, there's a chain reaction. Think of it. And there's a whole ports of a lot of factors that go into it. First of all, let me name one. The real estate boom. The real estate boom is driving the market up. 
And because people see that they can sell their properties higher and they see it's a combination of having the rents and the room rates and everything being expensive, they say, well, yeah, rent rent should be expensive too. We, houses are going for 20 30% higher than they did previously in the, the real estate properties. People say, well, I've got to raise the rent. Got to raise the rent. When's the next opportunity going to happen? So that happens. So the cost of living goes up down here. And then all of a sudden you have the cost of supplies because it's supply chain interruption down here. We know that happened during COVID. Uh, the, the food prices went up across America for beef, chicken, all sorts of things, pork. Uh, the, we know in electronics, car rentals are expensive now. There's a, a less of supply of car rentals. And that that's one thing. So it all starts piling up. But it's okay because it's busy down here. And first of all, there's so many people that are accepting the higher prices for room rates, the higher prices in restaurants, the higher prices for fuel, for fishing. The, uh, I mentioned roommate, boom, boom. And then you, but you had the workers, but the workers are able to accommodate because they're making so much more money. There's a, the slow period does not slow down. It's still going. So they're still making money. Nervous supply. But someday, what we were used to here was the cyclical nature of business in the Keys. Where you'd have lots of people during the busy season and then a dip after the busy season. And then summer picks up. Mainly on the weekends, a bit slower on the weekday weekdays, but still not that that slow. Rolling all the way into August, and then you have Labor Day, the and then you had the meat and potatoes of hurricane season, and then it usually dries up, and people are used to you know having about two to three lean months until Christmas, and we got. Everyone comes down to visit and go on vacation, stuff like that. And you have a busy two weeks during Christmas. And then you have a little slowdown between after New Year's to around Valentine's Day. A little, but it didn't happen last year. It just went right into building into the busy season with right it being super busy right around the traditional Easter time. You know, spring break and all that stuff. It's just busy, 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 and not slowing down. Once, if that reestablishes itself, though, if that cycle reestablishes itself with a three-month slow period, people's bank accounts, if they're not harbingers of their resources, a very good harbingers of the resources, they may be affected. Right? And then you have the people that bought properties and things like that and they're paying for it using those services. Now the people that own service providers such as home improvement, contractors and things like that, they may stay busy. Obviously, roofing is a great business down here, especially after Irma. There's still people getting their roofs repaired from Irma four years ago this September coming up. Yes, four years. And who knows? You've got another one that comes down here, then there's another cycle, and then there's a dip in real estate a little, and then people come in looking for deals. Every time there's a 
hurricane, people people are way smarter. It seemed like to be think they're smarter by like what well, right oh this is time to buy right after that. You know, nowadays with everyone saying real estate market stuff like that, you think maybe what was it fifty years ago that movie uh, you ever seen the movie Amityville Horror? Yeah, and people say, oh, a whole family was murdered in that house? Well, it's probably going to be a really good value then. It's a nice house, except for the family that was murdered in there. Let's buy it. You know, and it may be for them to move in or maybe not. Oh, there was an exorcism there. I mean, that'll probably drive the prices up. Nowadays, you know, when you say a house... You know, there was a house, there was a whole group of, let's say, 20 people of some religious cult decided to take their lives there, and it showed up in the news. And people say, well, you know, there'll probably be a bunch of real estate inquiries the day after they run the news thing. Just the way fucking people are nowadays. I mean, that doesn't happen as much like after a recall of a vehicle. Oh, I think I'll buy an Isuzu Trooper. Because they have a big recall, so the prices may go down. I don't know. It's just speculation on my part. Well, as you know, I've been trying to stay busy and active and not to be, I say, totally useless with my wife and stepdaughter gone. So, what do you do then? Well, I podcast, I write, I do try to do my other jobs. I did signing. I did a couple signings since they left. Uh, it was kind of slow. It's come, probably will pick up. I may have some business tomorrow. Who knows? I mean, nothing came came through on my phone right now. But the, one of the things is very active, especially on Facebook. I guess it's a new thing. Trends happen that way. I get a lot of friends requests from young women, and then when I go into the profile, it says. Lonely girls want to have sex. Straightforward. Pretty straightforward stuff. You know, go to my WhatsApp channel or go to my YouTube channel or something like that. You know, I always think when there's a friend request and I don't know where they're from, I think it could be a potential listener. Yeah, I know. Are you that fucking deluded? You're 57, soon to be 58-year-old man. Do you think there's young women in their early 20s that are sending you friends requests because they're listeners of your show and they think you're finding a very sexy voice and they have a daddy issue and stuff like that? No, no, I don't. I first think that they're just a person. When someone I don't know makes a friend request, it's someone that came in contact on my profile or the, or the podcast. And I, I have to be a modicum of friendly and accepting, don't want to be a dick. I do the podcast right right now. I got people coming into the restaurant asking for me. That's nice. I appreciate it. At the restaurant, the Catch Restaurant, Mile Marker 102 in Key Largo, I had this uh, guy come in, what was it, last Sunday with his friends from, I think they were from Pennsylvania area, and they said they were podcast listeners. I wasn't there at the time. Uh, the bartender said hello, and they didn't make a big deal. I said, you know, do me a favor. If they came in there because of that, make sh- you know, make sure we were nice to them and things like that. 
Don't be like blowing it off. The reason they came in there is because of this stupid thing I do, right? It's not stupid to me. could be stupid to you if you listen to it and you go, oh, I'm not going to fucking listen to this anymore. But I get these requests, and it's really easy to find. You see, you go to their profile. You see there's a couple of things. There's no other post, and the only post is go and find my profile. And it's not. I'm not judging you for doing it. If you're going to make money, I mean, if I was a, a beautiful young lady, I don't know what I would do. I if I, I you know guys would just contacting me, being creepy. Why not get paid while you're doing it when someone's being creepy with you? I'm just that's that's not my thing. I'm a. I'm not saying I'm a popular bartender, but I get all the interaction I need from my home life, and from where I work at the bar. So I get to talk to plenty of women in their 20s and stuff like that without being creepy and having perspective. I appreciate their, I do appreciate their beauty and their sexiness. I don't see, I mean, actually I'm in a committed relationship, so, but even if I wasn't, before I met Abby, I, I realized when I was talking to a young girl, I was 44, and I seemed... I, I may have seemed like I was in my early 30s or, uh, yeah, I was pretty good. I was in pretty good shape. I didn't, I didn't look old, you know, a little, except for a little thing around the eyes and stuff like that from being 44 years old. There, there really isn't much, like physically, you couldn't tell by my body what it, that I looked. I, I could have been in my, if it, without looking at my head, you'd probably think I could be in my 20s. But then the head, you go and say, well, that guy's definitely at least in his early 30s. And now, I mean, every so often people say, oh, I thought you were in your 30s. Well, that's usually a 70-some-year-old person say it. And usually, you know, younger people guess people's age older and older people guess younger people's age younger. And I try to be objective. So when I look at someone, I say, uh, you look like you're 18, but you're probably 25. Whatever that is. I just don't see... I I can I'm really good at playing the tape forward. I I was always good at playing the tape forward. I say, oh well, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk and things like that? If I was single and we talk, I I I'm not one of those guys that see like the age doesn't matter. Age matters because young women have and and young men have expectations of things they like to do, places they like to go, the crowds they like to hang in. And that usually doesn't jibe with a person that's in their late late fifties. If that person in the late fifties be completely honest. Uh one of our regulars, and not hardcore regulars, just show up every so often. It's not the person you think because this person doesn't listen to podcast. He's a retired fireman. He's in his late seventies, early eighties, I think. Late 70s, I have to say. He's probably like 78, 79, maybe early 80s. But um, he told me, he was asking, he found out I was a notary. He says, hey, do you do weddings? I said, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thinking about getting married. And they go, oh, well, who, who is it? Is this someone I know? He goes, well, he doesn't live here. She lives in Colombia. And I go, oh, are you, I go, are you on Facebook? And he goes, yeah. I said, did you meet this person on Facebook? Yes. I love her. And I go, oh, of course you do. I'll I look at it. Well, she's 30 years old. I said she probably pumped up her age so she can get as close to your age as possible. And that's the, the limit she could go up to for her, realistically. So I told him, I said, think real hard. Think without 
the desperation of, or to think of the covetous, remove the covetousness, the lust, and all that stuff where you like, remove that part and think objectively. Is this a real thing? Are you Hugh Hefner? You know how the bunnies used to hang around with Hugh and then the later part of his life, he died several years ago and he would be sleeping in the same bed with like three or four of seven, you know, past years play playmates or play boy bunnies and you know the centerfolds and he talked about how much they love him and how much of a great love maker he is towards the end though he was he was probably having a prom being incontinent and all that stuff and and those those ladies were doing what they can do to stay in the the playboy mansion right being you know that's that you know it's a tough gig it's a tough gig to have to defer to every whim of an 80-year-old man when you're a hot young girl, I imagine. And it would be a hot young guy deferring to an 80-year-old woman. It's just like there was one comedian who says, you just, if you just want to have sex, all you have to do is put that will right on the headboard and look at that instead of looking at the person who's 50 years older than you or whatever. Just look at that, and if that's your motivation, that's your motivation. People are really nasty about that gold digger thing. I said that before. Why is it so nasty? If that's your objective, if that's all you need, if that's what you want, and your resource that you have available is your looks and your voluptuous body and stuff like that, and you want to get somebody, and that older wealthy person... And I say wealthy because I don't know. I mean, if you, if I guess if you're from a third world country, which I don't think Colombia is, I don't consider Colombia a third world country. I don't know why they go after a guy who's definitely middle class white guy. I mean, if you're you're pretty desperate for a green card, if you go that, because if you're an attractive Colombian girl, you probably could do better with an older lawyer or something like that, or someone, you know, has has some money. You got to really look a little higher. I think you're undervaluing yourself. So when that that being said, I told the guy, I said, you know, uh, okay, well, if you want to be married, I'll do what I can do it. You know, if you want to bring her here and all that stuff. It'd be like um, that show, the 90, uh, they should do a 90-day fiancé, seniors edition, where they have, you know, the, the men and women are in their 70s and, the person has to be under 30. The, the foreign person has to be under 30. And I wonder if there's a 90-day fiancé where there's an American trying to get into an, another country. Like Canada or France or, 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 or Germany or something like that. I mean, it probably does happen, but it probably the appeal doesn't go there. What brings this up, what brought it up was... Uh, not just the request I get. I got one from one of them showed up, but it didn't say this. Uh, her name was her first name was Ivy. I originally thought it was a school friend of my daughter who found and and I thought she wanted to contact and then get my daughter's number, right? 
But then she said she worked at a salon, and then she said she was in her 30s, and then she, she said she was from Hong Kong, but she doesn't live, she's moving to Key Largo. It said lives in Key Largo, and I just thought, oh, well, already friend this person. And I said, well, that's weird. I never had anybody do the catfish and send them moving to Key Largo from Hong Kong. And that they have a beauty and health business in Hong Kong. And they may be, who knows, they could be, uh, they probably, they could be moving here in order to um, get out of Hong Kong, you know, just say because of the democracy demonstrate. Maybe they got in a little trouble. I don't know. And this person said, uh, oh, I have this business and stuff like that. I don't quite know because I just assumed when. I thought they lived in Key Largo, and it wasn't that. I said, oh, then this maybe this is a listener. So I asked in w- one of our communications, said, are you a listener? They asked me, hi, Jim, blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, you know me. Are you a listener of the podcast? And I thought there was a, a language barrier, things like that. I would much rather be in contact with someone as a listener than someone that wasn't, and then telling them they're a listener. But then I thought, oh, well, maybe they can be a listener if they know English that well. If you if you know English that well, why don't you become a listener and then share my podcast with other people in Hong Kong? Because obviously if you're in Hong Kong and you're a long-term resident of Hong Kong, there's a very good chance that you're fluent in English. Because it was a British, it was a crown possession for years until '99, and now there's the crackdown and all that stuff. And I'm surprised they still let. I mean, I don't get. I get listeners. I have listeners in Taiwan. Thank you, Taipei, Taiwan, the different provinces of Taiwan. I like that. I don't know. There could be Americans listening to it, or it could be. I mean, if if you're from, if you're Taiwanese, or I guess you consider yourself Chinese in Taiwan. There is a native population in Taiwan. I forget. I, I would call them, but I guess you're all Taiwanese. Are you still called the Democratic? Oh, I mean, uh, the I, th- I forget the name of what Taiwan calls itself. But they're definitely not. It's not like there's the the relationship between Taiwan and China is not the same as the relationship between Hong Kong and. China, the People's Republic, and I forget we call it the national, national. It's well, we call it nationalist China is Taiwan. That's where the Chinese that were the weren't on the winning side. I don't want to call them the other thing. weren't on the winning side when and uh, exiled to Taiwan, and for years, China wants Taiwan to be another province where. Taiwan is not interested in that because they are happy with the current situation on the island. They may not be happy with the current current situation on the mainland. So I got this one in Hong Kong. I didn't have any listeners in Hong Kong. So I said, wow, I wonder if I could get a listener in Hong Kong. Would, Would the People's Republic allow me to? I don't really have a huge problem with the People's Republic of China. I realize they're a huge nation state. There's no reason why it shouldn't be a superpower when, because of the resources they have and the amount of population and the, the amount of 
technological prowess and their education system and their infrastructure? Of course. I don't begrudge them that. The only problem they have is just the way they view, I mean, hey, take a view of the United States, China. Remember how we were pre-1960s? How just, you know, our white people act like you act towards non-Han Chinese people, like the Uyghurs. I know the Uyghurs are are Muslim, you're going to say they're terrorists and things like that, but they're also, they're different. They're ethnically different from you. So, you may treat them a little different. And those camps, that just doesn't make you look good. I mean, we did that shit with the Indians. Right? We get it. Is it right? No. Because eventually, you'll see the light and you say, well, it's kind of fucking like we were going, oh, man. There's going to be an enlightened people of the, in the power structure say, we fucked those people over. You know? And obviously the people that have financial, something financially to gain from them not being fucked over will never see the light for that because people value money over that. But, 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 I digress. I digress. So, Ivy... Uh, whatever your I, I Ivy said that she's not on Facebook Messenger. She's on WhatsApp, and WhatsApp is it, it's always a thing. Like when you want to go to another thing, you're talking to someone on main platform. And you want to go to another platform, it's because they're about to be kicked off the one platform, right? Because they only have a certain amount of time. Before they find out, they send out all these, uh, it's catfishing. So they send all these requests. And this person is a lot more advanced because they first, they put in, they live in Key Largo. So that makes, you know, I do, I try not to turn down people that say they live in Key Largo. But then when they say they're moving, uh, the young lady said she's moving to Key Largo in November. And then when she mentioned, oh, you're a bartender, I have a drink and stuff like that, and coffee or whatever. I said, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not in, um, years ago before I got together with my wife, uh, before I, when, when I wasn't, we weren't together, I would, I would certainly have no problem having a cup of coffee or a drink. I don't drink anymore. Have a cup of coffee or a drink with uh any age woman who's a, a majority, if they ask, you know, when I say a majority, usually it's someone in their in their twenties, at the youngest, more likely thirties and forties. See, it pays not to have the imagery of being a creepy old man, and we're talking coffee and drinks and stuff like that. Drinks are mainly for someone closer to your own age. Mm-hmm. Get it? Unless you're out with a group of friends, you're doing a work thing. That's different. Don't don't make it creepy. But we'll see how it works out. I'm trying to lure them into talking to me. Hopefully, get them on a show. If you are interested, and if you do get this show and you get the live feed and you listen to it, um, do uh, do me a favor and shoot me an email at jim at keysbartender.com. Because I know I have regular overseas listeners. I see their different 
the episode father. I mean, I used to get, I guess some of these foreigners don't really appreciate the show as much because they stop listening. We had a bunch of people from Lederdorp, Netherlands, a bunch of people, several people from Lederdorp, Netherlands, which is a regional town in uh, that part of the world. And they just, it just never, I didn't get in too many of them. But as I, you heard me say on previous episodes, we have over our shows, you know, regular listeners in at least five countries. That being Canada, now uh, Poland, Taiwan. Then Poland's mainly from the people I meet when I'm over there, and my cousins and or my nephew-in-law. Um, I mentioned Taiwan, didn't I? Russia. Russia's happening more now. Uh, France, United Kingdom. I don't get a lot from Ireland and Australia. And stuff. I guess our uh, type of humor or something like that. They just don't like older white guys, right? If I was British, though, if I was like Anthony Hopkins, there'd be no problem with it. But that's there. And it's funny, uh, as if anybody really wants to know what I'm doing right now, with the girls away, all they do is listen to podcasts. That's what I tell them because I was on my WhatsApp with the wife talking to her on a video and my youngest sister-in-law who just had a baby, Casper, and she has her older son, Alush or Alex. He, uh, She asked me, what are you doing now that the girls are gone? And I thought I was playing her like this. What what does she have in her hand, you know, her hand in her mind? And she didn't mention. So I'm in my late fifties. She didn't mention running around with women too much. Uh, I was kind of offended by that. It's nice to be for someone to be. It's funny when I was younger, they had a reason to be jealous because I was doing stupid shit, stinking around. I was I was a lurky jerky sneaky guy right years ago but now what was the first thing she says well what do you think I would be doing I said to my uh, Kasha was her name and my my youngest sister-in-law and she goes drinking and I go uh no no not that which you know if I did I wouldn't tell you first of all if I did I wouldn't tell you because that's the thing I lie about. And that's one of the reasons why I had to stop drinking. Because I was lying about it. But you don't know, listeners, that I'm not. Because I'm... But it's only the person that I'm most concerned about. And this is what has created a, a dramatic shift in my attitude. Was I decided not to lie to myself. Now, if you can lie to anybody else... But once you start lying to yourself, you're fucking lost. And so that's a chain in me. First is you don't lie to yourself. Second is you don't lie to other people. I know. You got to be truthful to yourself. I know it's kind of probably back ass backwards, but that's what works for me. I got to be truthful about my problems. And once I'm truthful, I'm free of it. So she said drinking. I said, no, that's not a chance. And, you know, if I did, you'd know. And I'd probably say it right away. Like, I'm fucking drinking again. I got to start again. I mean, I got a year and a half this time. 
a year and a half without voluntarily. I accidentally took a sip of something that had vodka in it. I had to, I spit it out. And it, like, you heard me say this before if you listen to other episodes. Uh, I don't think the accidental one of drinking it is a failure. And, and spitting it out, I don't think that's a cure either. But I think it's the intention is not to ingest it on purpose. So me spitting out, I said, I don't, I don't do that. Not because I'm afraid that I'm going to go, you know, because I accidentally took that sip from the wrong glass. I don't view it as that. Some other people might say, oh, you didn't. No, not true. Not true. You can't, can't convince me of that. I didn't drink it on, on my own accord and I spit it out. There we go. Just like if someone gave me a rum cake I didn't know about. And it was soaked in rum. It wasn't my intention to drink. And it wasn't my intention to follow it up. Now, if I ate it and realized it had it in it, and I kept on eating it in hopes of getting a buzz from it, that's intention. And my intention would, if my intentions weren't good, then that's it. So, yeah, that was her first thing. And then she goes, well, she mentioned a couple other things. One of them was laying on the couch, and I go, hmm. Yeah, you're getting closer on that. I said, there's no other guesses than that, right? There's no other guesses. You know, tell you in a different part of the world where the first guess is, in, oh, I bet you're masturbating all the time. That should be all, that should always be your, I guess that's for younger guys though. You know, watching adult movies and masturbating. That would be like, I'm saying, what are you doing? If you're not drinking, you're on a couch, not watching on TV, oh, you know, you're easy one. You're fucking jerking off all the time. You got tissues all over the place. Happy tissues. I heard this in a movie called uh, Forgetting Sarah Marsha. Are those sad tissues, which means you're crying into them, or happy tissues? Happy tissues. <laughs> That's disgusting. But both of them are bodily fluid. One semen, the other snot. So... Uh, pretty much equally gross to me. Maybe one more than the other. Who knows? Are they sad tissues or happy tissues? Why would you need to know? I I don't want to pick them up either way. If you're eager to pick up one other than the other, then you got some issues too, you know. So I would just put on the gloves and pick them up. You know, you know what they say about those comforters in hotel rooms because it was ba- it was based. It was a guy in a hotel room when he said to the guy, it was just a bunch of tissues laying on his bed and a bottle of champagne. Who's drinking champagne and jerking off, man? That's a, ooh, that's a weird thing. Well, this is the end of this show. I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully, Ivy, you're listening. Uh, I apologize. I hope, I hope you're a listener. And I hope you share the show with someone else. I knew it one, one at a time. I got people that are in touch. Oh, before I do sign off, one of our listeners here, Danny from Tennessee, I watched, I, I saw that story about the, uh, the bartender who secretly passed a note to a woman that is being stalked or harassed uh, by a, a creeper. I thought that was pretty cool that he he gave her on the check wrote, you know, if you want, we can call the police and get him removed and make sure that you're I um, I 
I have never done that because I'd be afraid of it backfiring because when people are drinking, people say, there's nothing wrong with this guy. I like this guy. Stuff like that. I would just point, ask point blank. I'd go, is this guy bothering you in front of them? Is, it, is this person, i say, excuse me, do you, and, and then I would say, um, can you go over, and, you know, I could, I could do anything. Could you go over and speak to the server over there? And I'll just tell the server, ask, this, uh, ask them, uh, you know, I would just say, ask them. They have a question to ask you. And then I'd say to, serv- to the server, who's, you know, another woman, say, the bartender wants to know if this guy's bothering you. Because if he is, I would just walk over there and say, hey, leave her alone. Okay, here's your belt. If you, if you have it, please leave her alone. You're making her uncomfortable. And if he's genuine, he goes, oh, I'm sorry it happens. Most times, though, when it's a creeper, they're offended. They're offended. You know, I've seen guys, very bold guys. I had one hit on Abby when I was out with her one time. And I'm sitting with her. He came sitting with us and he started going over talking about his shit and how what he owns and all that stuff. And I just went to, I go, oh, I didn't realize we were on a triple date. You know, not three couples or double date and two couples, but a triple, I mean, three people. You're not with us. And uh, I appreciate it. You know, I'm going like this. No, don't, don't, you're, now, I'm sure, if you could say, I'm certain she's not interested in you because she's with me and she's approached by many men. She's not around me all the time. But what you're doing now is disrespectful to me. And you're being a bit of an asshole. And if you keep on doing it, we're going to have a problem. And that's what I said to the guy. I said, I don't care. Just go away. You made, you made a mistake. You're being rude. A lot of times when they're nice, you could be nice talking to people and stuff like that. But you can tell why they were with the, the way they put their arms on the thing, the way they put their arms on around somebody and they try to get close. And I'm like, wait a second. Nix it right there, and you stop it right then, and just say, "Hey, what the fuck are you thinking, buddy?" I know choices are slim down here. Don't ever fucking do that to the wrong person down here. Just like you shouldn't do it to the wrong person any place. Really, you never know what you're running into. I don't have a feeling that any particular people are necessarily tougher than other ones, though they, you know, we have this. Uh, what do you call that word? Chauvinism. That you're necessarily tougher, but I'm just saying if you're defending a woman a lot of times or defending your your partner, whether it's a woman or a man, that person that's with them is very motivated, is very motivated. And no matter what skills you think you have, that motivation will translate into um, a vicious beatdown sometimes. So be careful. Be careful what you're doing. Don't be overly friendly. I've done it before. I was the guy that approached unbeknownst. Unbeknownst to me. What do you mean unbeknownst? Because their partner wasn't around. They didn't make it known that they had one. I'm not blaming the girl. I'm just saying that. And when someone gets pissed off, it hasn't happened to me as much as... uh, 
for me having to be the aggressor as I was on the receiving end because I wasn't smart enough to realize it at the time that I didn't ask, oh, are you available? I wasn't, that's the stupid thing not to ask, right? Oh, can I talk to you? Are you involved with someone right now? Because I'm going to do, I'm going to lay down some, uh, some lines on you right now. I hope they're not offended. And if you're offended, tell me because I, I'll, I'll just stop doing it and move over there. Okay? You tell me. And you nod your head. Yes? No? No? Okay. That's fine. Have a great night. Yeah, I don't care if you think I'm a loser. <laughs> Is that a little too smooth or not smooth or geeky? I don't know. That's the way I used to roll and I appreciated that. I, I thought that's what... I am live. That's why I wrote. No one came on there. No chats. So um, thank you for listening. Once again, if you like the show, please share it with your friends, family, uh, with the other people in Hong Kong. Ivy, if you have the chance. I don't know if this is going to be a natural listener, but I'll try to translate that. That'll be a secret how I, uh, how I get, if I can get like a point oh oh one listener boost in China so there was 1.2 billion people right and let's say you know 20% or or 10% are uh, less uh, real proficient in English so that would be 120 million and then uh, so that's 10% and if I go down to 1%, that would be 1% that would be 1.2 million. And 0.1% would be 120,000. And 0.01% would be 12,000. So all I need is a 0.01% of the Chinese mainland population. And oh, is that... Is that 0.01%? percent of 1 billion is 10 million. And then 0.10 from... Oh, actually, I may be off a bit. 100,000. That's pretty good. Or if I just had 0.001%. Percentages. Get it. I love math. I'm a nerd. Talk to you later, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day, and I'll be back tomorrow.